The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is The Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, The Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is The Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 27th. Your phone's on there, jackass. My phone is on? Oh, my goodness. 2022. Today, the cigar industry graveyard. Where cigars go to die and the brands that this has happened to. It's the ugly truth. And we have it all for you, along with a special guest host from Cigar Coop, William Cooper. Very hey. exciting. Yes. Hey, guys. Hey, hey. Thank you for slumming it with us. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Hey, Jonathan. The comments are already beginning. Here we go. Whiskey Miser says you make the Grim Reaper look fat. Oh. I'm not even. I'm I think even another responding. 15 pounds, you might fall into the anorexia uh, definition. That picture was doctored. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my real face. No, I was going for the Vincent Price look with it. It was changed. All right, with us is William Cooper from Cigar Coop. That those that don't know, uh, how long have you been doing it? 12 years. 12 years. Doing cigar coop, and uh, before that, just a, a cigar smoker, and then you went and said, "Let me do a uh, podcast, blog, everything." Yeah, I was I was a cigar enthusiast. I was living in New York. Um, Barry knows the place I used to hang out in Little Italy called Florio's. It was an Italian restaurant where you could actually smoke in there. And, nice. Um, the owner actually would uh, like basically ignore the city ordinances on it. All right. Um, years and years worth of fines. Years and years. This guy literally racked up years and years worth of fines. Um, At the end, he closed down? And- uh, he actually, unfortunately, passed away, oh, all right. uh, which was unfortunate. Yeah, can't, but he, can't but, but he did dead guy. But he did move the smoking area upstairs into a private lounge. Okay. So, uh, But then eventually I moved to Charlotte. And when I went to Charlotte, it's just you, you kind of get into things, and I'm type A, and that's how I kind of go from there. All right. Yep. This restaurant had the best orochetti sausage oh, and broccoli rob. Absolutely. It was absolutely it was a staple there. Yep. So how did you, in all these years, actually not get into the cigar industry? No cigar brand. You didn't become a, a broker or work for a cigar company. How do you stay away from that? Uh, I had a job that was making me there, good money. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> and that'll do it, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Golden so, handcuffs, they call that. Exactly. So, you know, I don't have, you know. You're not gonna make a lot. I'm not gonna make the same amount of money doing no. this. I love this. Don't get. I love this. Apparently, more than I, yeah. Because you have put so much time and effort and energy into what you do. Um, usually, the next step would be okay. That's because I'm getting into it, like paving the ground. But you're either very slow uptick at tw- after 12 years of making the the crossover, or you get to enjoy your 
fun, that you like doing it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I tell people to do what we do. You not only have to like cigars, you have to like doing the media side of it. And if you're not going to like doing the media side of it, you're not, not going to last in it. Yeah. And there are aspects I, I sometimes I don't like about the media, but for the most part, I think I do enjoy the whole media aspect of it. So our, our audience can find you at cigar-coop.com. Yes. Yes. Yep. And every single day. Every single day. Is something is posted there. Yep. Yep, since uh, July 3rd, 2012. Wow. Yeah. I, I don't think it's as impressive a streak as the Cigar Authority streak, by the way, because uh, you guys have not missed a show in 12 years. Yes. And I know what goes into a show. This is a, an elaborate production that you see here. And the fact that you guys have pulled this off every week through snows and yeah, no matter illness what happens. and stuff, um, the show goes on. And I think that's a testament. And I think that's the ultimate. What I do... I can kind of make it work, but there's a lot of moving parts to make this work every week. Well, I, I remember you got sick. Yeah. And I said, okay, this is where the streak is going to end for you, but you still managed to put material out. It was, the, I had a week stay in a hospital. Um, and had I not had about 10 days of material in the queue, it would have stopped. There we go. It would have had to stop. Um, in the pool, by the way, I, I said you would never stop. I, I was, I was a firm <laughs> believer. Yeah. No, it was, um, but. That won't, you know, that was probably not the smartest move either, is what I'll just say. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, you told me last minute that you were coming on, or else I would be much, much more geared up for a cigar coupe show. And we're going to squeeze some cigar coupe information in. But things are done for us. I mean, we're as much as six months in advance of the guests. And sure. Same thing happens to you, right? You have guests lined up, and there's dates that are going to work. For your guests and things, so things are all set. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. happens. So, and I, even I said to you, I said, Davey, I just want to come see the show because uh, I wanted to see it. Don't disrupt the flow of the show. I'm honored you oh, guys have me on. How could we not have you on? Yes. <laughs> how could we not? And, and I would love to, to have had you on earlier, but we're a big component about having the person here. We've done it. It usually doesn't go well. That there's something wrong with their connection, or and you know, it, it just makes for a bad flow. So we'd love to have the person up here. Um, and even if we have to tape when you're up here, if you came on a different day, and you'll see some of that in in some up and coming episodes, I get the opportunity to sit with somebody. I'll I'll grab it if I can. But uh, great to have you here. Yeah, it's you. been too long. So uh, no, thank welcome you. aboard. Thank you. Like I said, this is this is uh, I I understand why you want to do it. This setup is so impressive and. There is nothing like the live setup when you could do it in person. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and all those people that are looking at this, and if you're a conspiracy theory theorist, uh, fill it in yourself of what you think is going to go on here. I'm just going to leave it, leave it right making there. A little, uh, <laughs> we had a little meeting in the back room, guys, just there, so you know. There we go. Yeah. I'm, That's a uh, teaser. That's a yeah. teaser. <laughs> I'm exiting the show after. <laughs> there we go. Let them so, get a little nice on their own. Nice knowing <laughs> you, Barry. <laughs> all right. So, Barry, we're going to light up the first cigar. Uh, this is a, a first on the, on this show because this is something that has made its comeback uh, and here we are in Studio 21 Podcast Cafe mm -hmm. where we're broadcasting. What do we have here? Well, today's first cigar is Studio 21 and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic for two guys. The size is the number four Churchill measuring seven by 50. It features an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper over Dominican binder and fillers. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package and a single will set you back $9.49 well, a box of 20 is $149.99, coming out to just $7.50 per cigar. That's a savings of almost $40 or 21% off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. Since you're probably too far away from Two Guys, that carries, and no one else carries it right no. now, 
Come no. to uh, twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And the manufacturer we left out because they asked to be uh, – actually, I had to sign a contract. Uh, I'm not allowed to say who they are. Uh, but they're a great company that I would be proud to uh, connect to, but they would rather not for whatever reason that is. But it is time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo – cut out the federal S-tip tax, and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold drawer is barnyard and pine nuts. Pine nuts? How do they toasted pine nuts? A little white wine. On the cold drawer, I get get a little bit of the barnyard. Barn. What's what I get? Wood and cream. Wood cream? Just cream. 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 A little barnyard. I'm getting a little barnyard now. So you do, uh, on a regular basis, you review cigars at least one one a week? Yeah, I mean... With a rating and... During the summer, it's a little slower with with PCA, but usually it's about four a week with the full swing of things. Okay. You got a lot of catching up to do from PCA. Well, finally, finally, we... we, uh, we spread out our PCA coverage over a month uh, because a lot of people just – you get an overload in one or two sure. days. So we've spread – that's how we've done it the last few years, and we just kind of wrapped up that this past week. So And, you know, when somebody would want to review on their cigar, oh, geez, I'm going to send them some cigars I want to review. There's so many cigars. I mean, you guys, just like we plan shows ahead, you have planned – Cigars you're going to review. Yeah. It's not like somebody's going to drop you a cigar and you may not get to it for six months. We have a much slower turnaround time. Yeah. Um, and then now we have a Smoking Syndicate, which is Ben Lee's brand, yes. which is video review. So sometimes we'll put it out for video review or sometimes we'll put it for written review, sometimes both. So we, we plan all that out. We try to schedule that um, you know, in, in advance. And we usually – the way I kind of work it is – it's smoked first in, first out, but we may adjust the schedule from time to time. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's light her up. All right, we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Brawn. Lotus Brawn features a flip top, which doubles as a cigar holder. This is. Then you've got four jets that come alive, fueled by the patented Vertigo big ass tank. Easy adjustment at the bottom, all for the low price of forty nine ninety nine. And if you get the silver one, they nicknamed the Silver Brawn the Terminator. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Just the silver one. Just the silver one. Really? What I see the bronze. Why bro- would you? Why would you say no? They didn't. Like I made that up. Because because like, you're the type of person. You're the type of person to make. I just made up that like they the called it like the, the big ass. Tank. They said that. That's no. part of the marketing campaign. It is not. And why they named this the Braun, I'm guessing is back in the day the Braun electric shaver. Hmm. Yes. What did you make that uh, up? I did make it up. You can make shit up. All right. Yeah. I, well, at least of, I say it. I make it up, and I say <laughs> I made it up. This has a real cigar rest, like on it. Like I've seen some people say it's a cigar rest. This is like a legitimate right, cigar legit. rest. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. So today we're going to talk about some brands um, that go away. Some make a comeback, like Studio Twenty One. Um, the idea is when they make a comeback, the idea is to come back better than it was before because it left for whatever reason. But um, last week, for instance, we smoked a Black Diamond. There's a cigar that came out. It died. It went away. It went away. And here it comes back. Uh, same happened with Abuelo, Byron, um, 
724, Nesta Miranda, Perla Del Mar, and it goes on and on of the entire J.C. Newman portfolio, right, except right. for Maximus and Julius Caesar. Yeah. So some of them go away and actually never come back. Uh, but as we go through these, maybe we'll see um, something come back that gets mentioned. And I want to preface it by saying I went through uh, lots of things, uh, old catalogs, magazines. I compiled a, a giant list here of uh, graveyard cigar brands. Some might still exist that I don't know about. And it's great that Coop's here because he knows everything about all these brands. And uh, he, something will come to his... Uh, and say they no, do it. No, Barry's good no at it. No pressure, Will. No, 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 no pressure at all. <laughs> None at all. And I apologize if I get to something that says that brand is still out there. Uh, my mistake, that's all, if, if that ends up happening. Um, most brands do not return. Why? Maybe the cigar brand was a bad idea in the first place. It didn't work out. The company closes. Uh, sometimes a cigar brand is actually ahead of its time. It was a really good idea, and you know, maybe we'll get to some of these and it should make a return. Like we'll, smoking ass? Right, smoking <laughs> ass. Maybe that makes a comeback now, right? It was a bad idea. Horrible. Horrible, horrible name. name. How about Any Cubans? Any Cuban, which was one that of my was, brands. That was genius. <laughs> it was a loser. So I came out with this brand, Any Cuban, because people used to come in and say, do you have any Cubans? So the people at Camacho, <laughs> I said to them, I want to make this brand Any Cuban, A-N-Y Cubans. And when somebody comes in, they say, do you have any Cubans? I walk them over, and they see the brand Any Cuban, and we'll have a laugh, and maybe they'll buy the cigar. And they said, terrible idea. And I said, how many boxes I want? And they said, we'll do it. And that's how usually how it works. <laughs> and I put it out, and I thought I was the most clever guy in the world. And somebody comes in, do you have any Cubans? I said, yes, they're right over here. And I took them over to them, and they look at it with the strangest look on their face <laughs> and said, these aren't Cubans. I said, you asked for any Cubans. <laughs> These are any Cubans. It says right on it. And um, they said, yeah, this is uh, not what I'm looking for. And they didn't find it funny at all. So the brand went away, and it should not come back. <laughs> so this, the idea of what it is here. So and Somebody wants to know what happened to Zing. Mm. Zing uh. was... <laughs> Jonathan I, was, I was there for the start of Zing, and I said it was a stupid idea then. And it was a scooter. So, in fact, a scooter says, men who go to bed with itchy bum wake up with... Smelly finger. <laughs> that was on one of the bands. <laughs> yes, it was. So this was a fortune cookie idea of a cigar brand. Chinese-looking box, Chinese symbol on the band. You took it off, and there was a saying underneath, which cost a lot of money to actually print different things on every back of every brand on top of it. And uh, it just didn't catch on no. and uh, nobody was collecting them and all the thoughts I was going <laughs> to see that would happen. Um, who knows, but I'll try anything once. Uh, so will a lot of these people. So the first group here is uh, Swisher Drew Estate. Some uh, things that they have come out with over the years uh, that you may recall, you may not recall. Uh, there was a brand called Chateau Real. Great cigar. Great cigar. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. 2008 Cigar of the Year? Yeah, yep. we, we made it Cigar of the Year. Uh, I was told at one point I'm the only one buying them. Uh, we were buying a shitload of them. They were selling very well. I just can't believe it didn't catch on. Um, it was 
the best mild cigar going. It had a lot of flavor. It was a cross between, the, the idea was some of the Macanudo lines, sizes mm-hmm. they connected to, and Chateau Real, a little a Toro Fuente-ish. So it looked like it was a cross between uh, Macanudo and a Toro Fuente and a cigar with some flavor. A beautiful golden yeah. hue on oh, that wrapper. It was yeah. perfect. That, that was A-quality top mm. wrapper. Um, and when I saw Brulee come out, I said, oh, my God, this could be Chateau Real without the sweetener on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it went away as far as Drew Estate, and I think it, I thought it was a winner. I thought it was a good cigar, and it was, you know, for folks, people think Liga is their first uh, premium. That was their first really foray into the premium yes. space. Um, and, you know, you think about who's behind that, Saka, Melillo. Yes. You don't think of them making that type of those types of cigars. Yeah. yeah but it was very I thought good. the packaging was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a big neon yeah. sign in my office. That's probably why neither of them really launched at the very beginning mild, mild cigars, because they both probably still felt the sting of the failure of that Boy. Chateau Real. I, and I begged them for the longest time, don't let it go. It just hasn't caught on yet. It's mm-hmm. so great. Make it for me. I tried everything. I thought it was great. Pleiades. Do you remember Pleiades? 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 Something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, This was a Swisher high-end cigar. This was a cigar that was made in the Dominican, aged in Paris. (laughs) And this was during the cigar boom, the early part of the cigar boom. It was an expensive cigar. I didn't have Davidoff at the time. This was like my Davidoff cigar. And... Um, all the sizes were based on planets, mm-hmm. and one of J- Jonathan's favorites was Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> uh, but they had all the different planets, and um, this was a cigar that was the only one I can remember that actually died during the cigar boom, that all of a sudden went away during the cigar boom when everything was selling, and I'm like, I would just keep ordering it. And I'd say, whatever happened? Well, we don't have any. We don't have any. And they let it go, and it, it totally disappeared. But it was a very good cigar. Top, top quality. Um, Bering and La Primadora. And I put those together. The Bering was the, the higher end, and yep. La Primadora was the bundle version. The biggest premium cigar sold in those days was Bering. Bering. was mm-hmm. the biggest brand. And completely went away. And their their sister brand, which was their bundle, La Primadora, another probably the biggest bundle brand at the time. Um, and what they did was um, it was going, and they had Edgar Dacamanji was actually the rep of that company, and of the premium end of Drew Estate of Swisher at the time. And they saw that it wasn't going well, and they sold the brand to JR, and it just yep. went away. I don't believe it's even existent and today. I don't see it anywhere. I tried Googling to find. I don't think it's around yeah. anymore. I mean, I don't know if it's, they probably still own the, the marker, but yeah. My God, yeah. we're talking about in, in the 80s, the, the, the big, biggest selling cigar mm-hmm. of all. A lot of these could have been sacrificial lambs too to, to get uh, cigars to be predicate. So maybe that, you may not see them ever again because they got used. Yeah, which doesn't matter anymore now. But what people were doing is take take an old brand that's not selling anymore, change the name of it because you had one change, mm-hmm. and then come up with Liga Pavada and say, okay, it's, it's, it, that's yeah. Liga Pavada now, whatever. Uh, Penamil. Do you remember that, Coop, at all? I don't remember Penamil? that one. That one I don't remember. Well, it has historic uh, something historic to that, to the Penamil brand. It was by Swisher, 
and it'll go down still to this day as the lowest rated cigar in cigar aficionado <laughs> history. Really? And the day that that magazine came out, we were doing a cigar dinner across the street from our Everett store, and we had four different companies there, and one of them was Swisher with the Penamil brand, <laughs> and it was the lowest rated cigar ever. And I brought it up at the dinner, showing everybody, because we're all smoking it, and I said, there's nothing wrong with the cigar, right? Why would they rate it maybe a 62 or something <laughs> really, really bad? Uh, was Penamil? Does, uh, does that ever happen to you? Well, do you do you, if you give us do you give cigars ratings that are that go that low? I haven't gone into the sixties, um, but I've had some. We've had some in the seventies. We've had some in the seventies. I think Barry and I may agree on the worst cigar we ever smoked. Andretti. Andretti. Yep. Andretti. Wow. There's no question. I never smoked it. It was bad. Consider yourself lucky. Now, yeah. if it existed, I would go buy one because I'd be interested. I, I bought it because I was interested yeah. in the Andretti fan. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 In which, which you find a lot of times with yeah. these celebrity cigars that right. come out that they, the celebrity thing will sell them, so put any kind of shit, it doesn't matter. It and was yeah. Yeah. Um, Samero, do you, do you remember that? Brandon? I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, Samero was Drew Estate's first cigar before anything. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's going back. I didn't realize that was that. So that was Jonathan Drew. He was still in New York. He uh, wasn't making it at his factory. No. Though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the kiosk. The kiosk. The fa- yeah, that's correct. But he sold it to me as Drew Estate. Okay. And I liked it, and I liked him. And I said, okay, I'm going to give this a shot and see how it goes. I would reorder it, reorder it. And uh, one day he called me up and said, this thing isn't going anywhere. You're the only one really selling it. Do you want to buy them all? And I bought the closeout of Samero. Later on, La Vieja, maybe, was the mm-hmm. second. Yep. Uh, and then I took that in the same deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm buying the closeout of that. And then he comes to me with acid. And I go, I'm out. <laughs> and I did not buy acid probably for about four months because I said, this is right. ridiculous. I don't like the name of it. I don't like the the aroma, everything to it. It needs its own case. Uh, they were uncellophated at the time. Oh with my all God. that tobacco that was in there, oh, my God, it permeated. And I said, nope, this one's a loser. <laughs> it's the winner. It's the Grand Slam winner. So, uh, yeah, don't have, bet with me. Have you ever considered maybe doing the exact opposite of what you Sometimes. think? Sometimes. I've done that before. Um the acid convenience store line of cigars, the two for 99 cents and- cigarellos and all that stuff completely went away. Yep. That was, uh, I remember Steve Saka telling me that it's a lot tougher. That end of the market was very, very tough. You would think now that Swisher controls Drew Estate that they could probably make that. So that's something that could make the comeback, I think. Why would they want to? They were already in that market space it, with they, all their stuff. They've yeah. done these Frenchies, though, which I think are similar. Frenchies. Frenchies, they have something called, cool, which is a, 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 I don't want to say it's a pure cigarette, but it's a very small, it's a small. Is it under the acid name? It's under the acid name. Well, really? Yeah. Well, I don't know yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Um, how about this one? There's a brand called Siglo 21 by Swisher. Siglo 21. Yeah. Uh, it, Swisher controlled it. This is why there's a Studio 21, by the way, mm-hmm. is Siglo 21, I believe at the end of Siglo 21, there were only two retailers carrying this, and it was Corona and us. And this thing started off really good, and it was a good cigar, but for whatever reason, it's dying off, and we're still carrying it, and uh, Jeff at Corona is still carrying it, and uh, it is sold at that point to Altadis because there was a problem with 
the Siglo name, that Altadas claimed to own the rights to any Siglo, Habano, Havana, all these words. So they started suing everybody. Remember HC Cigars, which was... Mm-hmm. Um, Havana Collection. Yeah. Havana. All these things had problems. The lawsuits happened to everybody. I think when they got to, to Swisher... With Siglo 21, Swisher said, yeah, let's go to court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know something, we'll just buy well, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they buy it, and they discontinue <laughs> the brand, um, which I had a big following on Siglo 21, mm-hmm. so I created Studio 21 so I could keep that customer yep. going. And uh, that was the old Studio 21 uh, that existed. Now this is the new one that we have right here. Um, moving on to Davidoff now. Um, Davidoff Pure Dioro. What a great cigar. Great cigar. Great cigar. Why would they do that? Remember, they came out unbanded originally. Yes. Correct. And I think that was the mistake they made. If because they- it tasted great. I think it would be a great part of the thing. Put a band on it. Hanky. They've done that twice. Yeah. They, but then they used some of the, they used the, uh, what was it? The wrapper became uh, Yamasa. Yamasa, yep. Yeah, they were they, they, using the Yamasa wrapper. Hanky loved that cigar, the Puro de Oro. Yeah. You ask Hanky Kellner about that? He will tell you that was like one of his favorite cigars. Yeah, then they had, they, it had a foot band on it, no um, primary band for the right. longest time. And you take the foot band off, and now you have an unbanded Davidoff that was $18. Yeah, yeah and the guy spoken <laughs> to Davidoff wants everybody want, to yeah, know. Yeah, he wants yep. people to know. Yeah. You know, had that cigar to come out a few years later when Hans Christian was there and doing mm-hmm. something, I think it would have had a different result. At that point, I think it was ahead of its time, and they didn't really market it right. Yeah, also yeah. I think the branding was horrible. You know, they used the gold band. The gold band, yeah. It just didn't feel like Davidoff. It didn't feel like a Davidoff. You right. smoked the cigar, though, right? That oh, was a great oh, cigar. Oh, it's a great really cigar. Yeah. One of my favorites. One of my yeah. favorites. Um, Davidoff did a 3 by 3 a 4 by 4 in private stock, all by Davidoff, which was... Um, some people would call each one of those Davidoff seconds. They were never Davidoff seconds. Um, and I remember during the boom, or at least toward the end of the boom, private stock sold well, at least in New York. Huge. It did. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You, little paper cut. Instead of having a slide top, a little a cardboard yep. cover on the top of it. And they used to sell big, and the thing just disappeared. Um, it's like they didn't want to be on the low-end business at, at that point. And now they have Zeno and things like that, but you would have thought they would have brought that back which was amazing to me. Um, they own uh, the Camacho brand now, and um, they let Camacho Diploma go away. They did. And they let Liberty go away. Yes. Yeah, so they that's just on your list. Yeah. Good. I didn't. I didn't have it on the list, so good. Yeah, they had a really good cigar called Power Band, which never made it. Mm. Remember, mm. I just thought everything about that cigar was really good, and I even thought the packaging was really good. I don't know why it didn't make it. I think it was priced too high was the issue. Okay. Yeah. Well, they, definitely they, more expensive than anything that the yeah, Camacho yeah. line It was pricey time. for Camacho, but they also they had that run where they, with the repackaging and then coming out with several brands all at the same time. Yeah. Within a month of each other, I think it just got a little confusing. Yeah, I it got you, lost in the, in I the agree. shuffle. I agree. But talk about a limited release of Liberty. Everybody looked forward to that to come out. At $12.99, it was phenomenal. Yeah. When it hit $20, right, right, you're right. at a Zeno level, and then they come out with Zeno at $7. They should have just switched the bands, <laughs> right. and it would have made sense. Yeah. I mean, I just think. I like a lot what Davidoff did with Camacho. The Liberty, I think they struggled with what to do with the Liberty after it came over. Yeah. Yeah. If they just came out with that Connecticut Shade one, 
that they had in 2012. They just did that every year. Got 2012. Or the barber pole from 07. Switch back and forth between those two. Keep it at 12.99. I'm a happy kid. And before they bought it, you know, it used to be just in a wood box with a wood cedar, but now they were using the compressed wood and packaging from China. Yeah, yeah. They got fancy coffin on every cigar. Those those coffins were cedar coffins initially, and they really imparted a great flavor. And when they changed the packaging, that, that cedar infusion stopped happening and kind yeah. of killed the burn. Yeah. But there were still collectors every single year yeah. buying that stuff. But it began to dwindle from the early days to the last yeah. days. Yeah. It did. They went too full-bodied with it. They, they also quickly. started doing too many limiteds, I think, because they did the Brotherhood series. They started coming out yeah. with limited. I think it diluted Liberty a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the whole Cusano line... Everything from Cusano that they, they bought the company and they, they just let that thing die. They tried to. They, they were going to repackage it. They did, yeah. and it never went anywhere. So 16, and right around the same time FDA yeah. took over and said, you can't change the box counts. I think that's the that was the exact timing of when that, that brand went away. Okay. Um, the Avo scam, as people call it, <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> Avo unexpected. We'll never see that again. No, no, was that a good idea, right? I think they they learned their lesson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they had just left it alone and not said anything, it would have been a different story. That would have that could have been an yeah. annual release. Just want to break my arm, pat myself on the back. I reviewed one of them and said what it you was. You named it, you right? Know. You named it right in the you review. Did. You did. Yes, he did. How about the Griffin line? Not quite dead mm-hmm. yet. But Great cigars, though. I yeah. love the. I don't know why they've never put a lot into that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is, 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 could it possibly be because the Griffin is a place? It's a restaurant or something that maybe they have mm. to pay to, to, to use it or something like that. Like, but, the, but they do it with um, Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe the Griffin doesn't mean anything to anybody or whatever. But there was a great mile cigar that was as, as big a seller as, as their Avo was. That, as big that, as that it, was your dad's cigar, It was. Right? It was. You didn't have to be an appointed merchant to get that cigar nope. either. And it was, like I said, it was, I thought it was Davidoff quality yes. you were getting with that. Yeah. As Davidoff was when yeah. all Davidoffs used to be milder, that was, you know, where the, yeah. maybe, maybe that was part of it that the Davidoff customers, they started yeah. getting more strength to it. The, if the Davidoff customer went to Griffin, then they say, oh, this isn't good, so let's yeah. kill one of our children here, and they'll go to the other one. I don't, I don't know the mentality of that. But uh, do you, did you know Sal Fontana? I didn't know him. I knew of him. When, okay. I, was, when I was getting into it when he was sick, um, okay. he, I know he passed away in 2011. Yes. So there was a brand, Fontana, which yeah. was really um, Christian Aroa, the Camacho side. That was their Griffin, or that was their Avo right. type, uh, and a, a really good seller. And uh, they let that go. You know, maybe they weren't really knowing who he was or whatever. But again, this is just part of, you know, I knew him Your well. Nostalgia. And yeah, my nostalgia. Paul Gamarian. He's still mm. around. Yeah. Still there. Still, He's there. still there. Wow, man. In the, in the boom. That was as, as big as yeah. any brand. I mean, it was really, really popular. They sold every cigar they could get. Davidoff made them. They were top quality. Maybe still to this day, but I haven't seen that brand, and it's going to be 10 years. There's a significant amount of retail shops in Rhode Island that still carry it, which yeah. makes me wonder if he's ever lived in Rhode Island. But I see it all the time when I go down there. Yeah, in Virginia. A, in Virginia, Virginia, right? Too, yeah. 
uh, is Paul still around? Paul Gamera? He's, he's still around. Really? He's still around. I mean, they did, I believe they did a 30th anniversary cigar a couple years ago. But he's become more of a very much either a house brand or very limited distribution he's got. Wow. He doesn't even go to the trade show anymore. But he is still in business. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I figured some of this was going to happen, but yeah. I have not seen yeah. uh, yeah. Do you remember? I don't think I have it on my list. Oh, I do. I well, I'll save that for later. Oscar. Do you remember the brand Oscar? Um, there is an Oscar brand now. Now there is. Yes, I don't remember the old one. Yeah, this was a Davidoff made. Was it same a thing? Colgamiri. Okay. No, natural. You're uh, thinking of the Grouch? Yeah. Uh, that would be a great name for no. a cigar, the Grouch. <laughs> this was right up there with Paul Gamerian and everything back mm. in its day. Don't, um, I think someone actually did an Oscar to Grouch. <laughs> yeah? We won't go there. No, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, a Toro Fomente made cigars. Montesino. They're still I, around. I, I, I think yeah. they're still around. They are still I, around. I don't yeah. know about that, but I remember them in the uh, late 90s. Well, it was like Huge. mandatory. You, you had to carry Montesino yeah. if you're going to carry Fuente. Um, and it was their milder Connecticut version cigar. Mm. Again, may, maybe that's part of this stuff. The mild was so hot in the in the day. Um, but I don't see it. It's not visible at their trade show. Nobody's pushing it on me. Um, it was a green box. and I think uh, I bought I bought as a customer your last box yeah. of it. Really? Yeah. They Thank still, you. They still on social media. They do Montesino Mondays. I really? See, I, yeah, they, they're, they're still around. They're still around, yeah. They're definitely wow. still around. But, you know, it's kind of one of those brands I think they don't need to push more of it. I think they sell enough of it. Where Wow. Yeah. Um, Diana Silvis, by, made by Atura Fuente. Yep. Um, she was a retailer out of Chicago. And my, the story I had heard is she went down to view the property uh, of Fuente, and she took a video camera. Back in those days, you'd have to take a big video right. camera with you. And she videoed it, and she made a movie of it, of this is how the cigar is made. And she, she had it edited and done beautifully, and she showed it to Carlito Fuente. And Carlito said, this is beautiful. I would like to use this. And he, she said, you can use it if you make a cigar for me. This is during the boom. And we're not making cigars for anybody. And she said, then you can't have it. <laughs> you can have it for free, and I'll buy cigars from you, but you must uh, make the cigar for me. And then she caved in. I've, he heard, caved you, in. I've heard you use the exact same uh, negotiating strategy. Really? Um, La Unica. Does yeah. that still exist? The yellow, yes. The yellow yeah, Jason, yep. Jason Newman. Yes. Yep. Chasing yeah, a couple was, years ago, didn't they do the La Unica 100? Yeah, it was yeah. so big when yeah. it came out. We have a yep. 97-year-old customer in Seabrook. They keep four bundles for him. Really? Yes. Well, it was a bundle with no band on it. Mm -hmm. Then it became banded, and then it yep. became boxed, uh, Yep. and then it died. The price had gone up considerably yeah. as time went on, but that was... The La uh, Unica that I have seen in Seabrook's humidor is bundles. It's a bundle. Really? Yeah. Well, I've seen them in the boxes, though. I, you, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I remember them as they, as they tried to do it, but um, um, Sosa. Remember the Sosa mm -hmm. brand? Yes. Sosa was a monster uh, during the cigar boom also, and why do I connect that with Fuente? Juan Sosa and Casada were partners. Yes. And they had the company together, and then there was a fight or something happened. They separated, and Juan Sosa ended up going to with Fuente, and Casado went off on, right. on his own with, with Fonseca. And Juan Sosa, when he got with Fuente, um, I thought even all the better, the cigar's going to really explode now. 
uh, it kind of died off. And um, the only person that would ever bring it up to me is somebody that would go to Disneyland, right? Mm-hmm. And they would say, "Oh, I got Sosa's," and I go, "Wow, jeez, mm-hmm. uh, that just happened to that, me last night." In yeah. fact, I can't believe it because I I saw it and I'm like, "Huh." That's weird. I've never heard of that brand before, and you're saying it now, and they had just come back from yeah. Disney. And that's mm-hmm. what they saw, right? Yep. Yeah, his son, Arby, his son took it over for a while, but I don't think his heart was really into it. Okay. So it, it was. they were trying to do some distribution nationally, and it just it didn't take off, and I think it just lives down there now. All right. Right now, it's time to Ask the Dawn by Don Raphael Cigars. It's time to Ask the Dawn. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And Nick writes through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. Wu-Tang, and what could have been. Mm. Gentlemen, first I want to say that last week's show was by far one of the best shows I've heard to date in my years of listening. Eric Newman is a giant wealth of historical information, and I can't wait to finally meet him at the anniversary party. The real reason I'm reaching out is I still can't get enough of Dave's Wu-Tang Clan story. (laughs) That's the after show. And not knowing who they were while working with them for a whole year. (laughs) (laughs) I heard him tell the story before, but for some reason... This time, the way he told it was hilarious. We can all dream about what could have been. Personally, I like to think that they would have formed a supergroup called Wu-Tang Clancero, and the Lancero would be his new favorite Vitola. Finally, what would Dave's rap name be? ODG? Maduro Dave? Coins? With a Z? <laughs> anyway, enjoy the album cover. And uh, he sent along an album cover that he whipped up with the Wu-Tang Clan. Ah. Wu-Tang Clan Sarah. Dave, I'm with you on this one. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> and there you are, right? There's, in the Wu-Tang Clan. There he goes. Yeah, that was an interesting. True story. True story. Um, but it just wouldn't be. Um, Perdomo. La Tradition. Boy, I wish he would bring that one back. Yes. The golf edition. Ah. The green band that yep. I Every time I speak to Nick, you got to bring that one back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Dos Rios. That one I've never heard of. No. That was one of his brands. That's- Somebody had wrote to me in before and said, if you have Nick up here, you got to ask him about the Dos Rios story. So there's some sort of story of that. Yeah. Nick, if you're listening, we got to have that conversation. Yeah. I have to know what that is. And and he came out with a cigar you probably never heard of. Um, we carried it there for a while, and it disappeared. It was called The Cigar. That's that was the lo- brand, The Cigar. No kidding. That's Whole line of it. That's going way back. Yeah. 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 So uh, those are the, the, the three. That- you're, you're missing the obvious one from Perdomo. What? Well, there's, there's two. Uh, there was uh, ESV. Yeah, that went away. That was fantastic. Well, it came back. It yeah. came, that came back a couple of years ago as the box press. Mm-hmm. It still exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, uh, but the Yellow Jacket by Perdomo. Well, <laughs> that's just a private label he made for for us, and um, I have that through. I put. I remember putting it through for uh, 
um, FDA and stuff, so it's out there. But, um, yeah, it was a good cigar. Good cigar. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, some brands that didn't work out for one reason or another. Uh, we'll get to countries that didn't work out, gimmicks, flavored cigars, and lots more. Lots more from the Cigar Graveyard We, re- we will, when we return with William Cooper for some Cigar Coop. So uh, stick around, everybody. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the 
Quantity Produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padrón Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is Hank Kellman and my son, Plas Peter Kellner, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back. We're smoking Studio 21 at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and we're going through the graveyard with William Cooper because he knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> so I've been told. That's it. <laughs> so uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to look at a country right now, a few different countries, Mexico. Mexico was hot at one time, um, certainly through the 80s, early 90s. With, with one particular brand. Tiamo. Yeah. Tiamo was our biggest selling cigar. We sold more of them than every, anything else. Uh, it's, it's an old brand. It's getting old, but it's pretty much dead. Just like its fan base. Because the customer died, right? Yep. But we're, we're Mexican tobacco, San Andreas now they call it. Uh, is hot, why wouldn't the Tiamo stay hot? They're the, they're the growers of the tobacco. You know, maybe you come out with Tiamo in 20 years when everybody, the newer generation, forgets what Tiamo is. But, like, for me, I wouldn't grab a Tiamo if you paid me to grab it just because of it's, what it's associated with. Well, it, it really, let's be honest, it wasn't. A very good cigar. I never liked it. Honestly, I, I liked the sales of what I it mean, is, but it was a little Mexican earthy. tobacco is a very good thing. Oh, it goes a, a long lot. way. <laughs> is the brand dead? Totally is my question. I thought it still sold in Mexico. It's still there. We have it. Yeah, yeah. We still we do yeah. still carry it, but it's by the box only, and there's okay. quite literally two yeah. guys that buy them. Okay, I'm going to predict we're going to see that back in the U.S. in the next two years. Wow. Yeah. There's a, mark that down mark on your that calendar. Down. Yeah. How about New York, New York? Do you remember that? Yeah. That was a Tiamo uh, made, yeah. and they made it for the New York market, and it was so popular over there that I would beg them and I would mm. get them that I would have – it was the same exact cigar, but it said New York, yep. New York in Boston is where I was selling yeah. it, but we had people that that's what they wanted. We had better pizza, better baseball team. Same exact cigar. Yeah. Okay. But people thought New York was better. We got a question from the audience. Scooters asks, do we bury the Padron Fuente collab in the graveyard yet? You might as well. I, mean, I don't know <laughs> if we'll ever see that. I don't know if the consumer will ever see that cigar. No one saw it at the trade show. No. I mean, well, we, I mean, literally, it was, but I, I think we'll see. I, I always said I think it's going to be the end of next year. That but even my, if it comes out no and they allow each store a box or two, will the, the retailer ever put it on there? I might as well just open the box and let all my custom, my employees smoke one of the cigars and be done with it because it's more harm than good. I, I hope that that's not the case. Yeah, I know when Red too. Pink came out, it was a similar thing. Unfortunately, a lot of retailers didn't put it on the shelf. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see how that goes. Tiamo did Mexican Segundos. Another one, hot. And then... There became the copycat Mexican cigar brands, Hoya de Mexicali, bundle wow. cigar, big mm. seller, yellow, yellow yeah. wrapped around it. Don Matican, Matican cigars, which was a silver foil. I remember bundle. that one. I remember that one. 
Veracruz, they went after Tiamo straight yep. at straight yep. at them. Imagine all these companies going after a brand that's that's dead yep. now to begin with, and there were so many competitors. And what wasn't that the uh, Dos Ombre Black Label? You had a yes. Mexican for yeah. a they while. made that for us. They <laughs> yeah. made that for us. We had our own uh, Mexican Dos Ombre, and uh, there was a brand called San Andreas. This is back then. Before they were calling Mexican cigars, Mexican tobacco, San Andreas, uh, and that brand was out there, and everybody fighting for the, the much like people were proud to say, my cigars from Nicaragua. That's how it is today. That's how it was with Mexican cigars in, in those days, and Jamaican cigars. Yeah. So Royal Jamaican, gone, right? Yeah. Big brand at the yeah. time. Uh, Kingston, Jamaican Gold. Jamaican kings, Jamaican everything. They Jamaican just, me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, the factories went away down there as a problem. Yeah. There was, wasn't there a storm or something that destroyed factories? It, there was that, but then they would, you know, that things like that would end up happening. It became the labor cost of what it was. And yeah. that's why Ma- um, they, they took um, Macanudo out of Jamaica uh, at that point. Edgar Cullman owned the company, and he says it's just not cost-effective any longer to be in Jamaica, and it seemed like everybody followed it at that moment. Um, we saw Steve Saka come out with um, his pipe tobacco cigars two years ago, um, and was he the first person to do that? No, this has happened many times, um, and pipe tobacco companies wanting to be in the cigar industry. That's what happened during the big cigar boom of the 90s. So there was a brand, John T's, the crowd pleaser. Mm-hmm. Tube cigar, uh, Tibet, outside wrapper and binder of regular pipe t- of regular tobacco, and the inside was pipe tobacco. Uh, that was before Stillwell Star, same type, type of idea. Yeah. Um, now owned by La Galera, actually owns that brand. Oh, interesting. Uh, Ho- Hochi Blanco. And I said, boy, I remember this. You should do this again. I've been telling them for a few years. Now, soccer has come out, and with any success, you're going to see now some the of these people make, make a comeback or whatever. Because some of these brands are still owned by somebody, Butera. Butera was a Huge. Uh, expensive Huge. cigar yep. brand, pipe brand, later making a cigar. And he was a, a guy out of Texas. He later sold it to Consolidated Cigar, which later became Altadas. And I still swear it, it had a buttery flavor to it. Yes. It wasn't just suggested by yeah. the Butera part. Uh, yes, <laughs> no, I agree. Well, that was a great cigar. Uh, Peter Stokelby tried it. Uh, Peterson Pipes mm-hmm. tried it with cigars. Savinelli. Savinelli ones were good. Made by Fuente. Yeah, they were good cigars. Yep. And uh, when we couldn't get Fuente, you'd go to Savinelli. But Savinelli's were kind of expensive. Yeah. Um, Nording. Eric Nording. Rocky did a yes. couple. Um, yeah, Rocky Patel distributed there. So those were the pipe ones that were there. Does anyone come back? I don't know what the, what the hot happening pipe is. Right now, and in those days, it was Peterson and Butera, uh, but maybe the, every, the pipe guys are looking at this and saying, you know, maybe we can find a, a spot in there. Some gimmicky brands, you think gimmicks just existed today of these ridiculous things that come out, but there was a brand called Big Butt. 
Big Butt was big ring gauge cigar. Mm. They sold lots of T-shirts, hats. They had lots of marketing behind them. And the cigars were selling during the cigar boom in a big way. So much so, this little company was bought by Consolidated Cigar. Now Altadas actually bought the brand because they were getting so popular. And then, ba-boom, it dies off. Part of me feels when these big companies buy these little brands, these little brands have all their energy on this one brand, and it's doing well. And then the big company has it, and besides the, the um, reps be, that they have on yeah, the road. it becomes a page in the portfolio. It's, it's not the main focus because right. they, they, that company has its main focus, you know, its star cheerleader right. that it's pushing out there. So that, that's what I worry about. Uh, Playboy and Penthouse. Both were cigar brands. Don Diego. Don Diego was Playboy, yeah. Yes. And the penthouse one was in a tube. And in the tube was a pinup. Was a pinup mm-hmm. inside there of a naked woman. Like a centerfold? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I should have it in the store. I don't know. It just seems Sex seemed, sells, Dave. It didn't. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, because you didn't take it on. It was because of me, right? <laughs> Right now, it's time for the poll question of the week, and the poll question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. And each week, you can head over to thecigarauthority.com and cast your vote where we fit, pick five items versus each other. If you were forced to remove one food genre from existence, which would it be? Lectins. We, we asked uh, <laughs> Chinese, Italian, Mexican, Japanese, or American. Japanese. Mexican. Mexican. I was the only one who voted for American. My life wouldn't be destroyed if I didn't Hot dogs, hamburgers, uh, barbecue, hot dog American. Yeah, barbecue, you, yeah. You have yes. a bratwurst, which is German, which is close enough. Barbecue. It's a, right. Yeah, my life wouldn't change if that wasn't available. But until yesterday, Chinese was in the lead. Yeah, Chinese oh food, God. I think, is the one has to go. Chinese Followed food. by a, a lot of comments about COVID and... Oh, please. It, Chinese it, food is... It, it, was, it was pretty bad. But yesterday, Japanese took the lead, and uh, Japanese won by a what? little bit less than two percentage points. How, and where is Mexican in there? Third. One, Third last. Mexican. One vote ahead of Italian. Oh. Wow. So number one is what? Number one is Japanese. The one you get rid of. Right. But what's the best one that nobody wanted to get rid of? American. Yeah. Yeah, we're American, for God's sakes. Uh, My life wouldn't change if I didn't have burgers, apple pie, or barbecue. Speaking of uh, Italians, uh, Joey Rico Bono sent us up some sodas. Manhattan Special Espresso Premium Coffee Soda, which when I would go to New York... I'd grab a case on the way. It looks different than it used to. It used to be a little six-ounce or eight-ounce yeah, bottle. Yeah, they changed the label, which means the, uh, the recipe changed. Right, which doesn't necessarily mean that. But you guys have had this It tastes many very times. different than it did 20 years ago. So Dave, Dave uh, didn't realize, because he hasn't had a glass bottle in a while, that you don't tap the cap to make sure that you can open it, because that just aggravates the soda. Ah. So he cracks it, and it starts to overflow, and he just... In one motion, he, opened his he, mouth yeah. to say, oh, shit, and also stuffed the bottle in his <laughs> yeah. mouth. He, he and yes, he David deep- Garofalo keeps the change. Yeah, uh, he uh, deep-throated the long neck. Yeah, I wish I had been running video. <laughs> that would have been a yeah. great There's point. no chance you would hit record on the no. backup? Oh, maybe. 
Okay, let's get <laughs> let's get to. Uh, it's about four minutes before the show started. No, I got I got a lot to get to uh, because I didn't know uh, Coop was going to be here, and I want to do something with you guys. But let me just get the flavored cigars that don't exist anymore. Heaven. Oh yeah, go on. Drew Estate bought the brand. Yes, that brand went from uh, Heather, who owned Heaven. Right. Then it goes to Cusano, and then it automatically becomes Davidoff. And Davidoff sells it to Drew Estate. Yep. And it still doesn't exist. Gone. Nobody did anything with it. It just kept getting sold. I had words with Heather once in an event at Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah, words. Yeah, because she had heaven. We had Tatiana. And she had heaven way before you had Tatiana. Yeah, but she was shit-talking about how it's uh, just putting down the brand to sell her brand. They used to bring the 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 girls. Heavenly Wings. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. it was an awesome brand. How it doesn't make a comeback, I have no idea. Hmm. Remember the CAO Flavorettes? Yep. Um, which was much the same. So there may be something happening. with the, Tim, did you know Tim before, Tim Ozinger? No, this is really the like, – he got out right as I was getting okay. in. So I met him at the show for the first time. He, he, this guy did some things in this industry. Where he changed the industry, and he's the guy. And if he's oh. still got some of that juice in him, man, I'm excited. He, he was an incredible interview we did with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy is something special. I see why people really gravitated. Yeah. To uh, La Diva, which was uh, – they got into the cognac, high-end mm-hmm. cognac cigars. Napoleon's Dream. Napoleon's Dream, I actually own that. I, th- I believe I own that brand now. <laughs> that was um, Jack Dacamangi. He's in Rhode Island. Uh, his uh, brother Edgar, you know, yeah. Edgar comes in here. I know Jack, too. And um, I had invented the cigar jar, and the idea was the humidifier that was in there would have cognac or rum, and, and the cigars went inside. They left it for so much time, and then the cigars were sold as the, um, as the flavored cigar. Um, and we sold a shitload of them. Mm-hmm. General Cigar was interested in buying the company, Back then, they didn't weren't interested in selling it, and then it kind of just disappears. And I believe I just bought all the rest of what they had and and took it over. I don't know. There was a lot of that stuff. And when you, I don't think either one of those guys is going to sue you if you come back out with it. No, Sweet Daddies. Sweet Daddies um, was based out of Las Vegas, Oliver Nouveau. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that was Oliver Nouveau wow. with the Fry Boys. Uh, he told me all the stories there. I was a customer. I bought it, and he yeah. said, yeah, I sold it to you. And I'm like, oh, my God. It was a long time ago. Uh, Napa. Napa, with the Opus X deal, o- Opus X gets sued uh, for using the word Opus from... Um, Opus Wine. Yeah, which is... Moldavi. The- Opus One. What is it? Moldavi? Moldavi. Yeah. And Madavi gets mad and comes out with a brand called Napa, sold through Consolidated Cigar, now Altadas, uh, short-lived. Ornella's um, Vanilla, which was a Mexican vanilla cigar. Uh, so dirty vanilla. Yeah. Rum Runner, Rum Crooks, all those old, old brands that are out there. Um, so they uh, are all there. But I got a little contest I want to do with uh, all you guys and uh, William Cooper will be the, uh, the answer. We'll know the answers to each one of these. But I have Mr. Jonathan, Barry, and Ed. And I have 10 questions, and they're multiple questions. And um, Coop will uh, say the answers to them because they're all about Coop. Hmm. Oh, geez. So question number one, and write the answers down so you don't uh, 
um, when you hear somebody else answer the question, I'll start with you and then work way down and then I'll move around. Uh, what won't Coop eat for breakfast? What won't Coop eat for breakfast? Like One is limp bacon is A. Mm. B is crispy bacon. C is pancakes. And D is eggs. What won't Coop eat for breakfast? What do you have, Mr. Uh, John? I'm going to say that he is the opposite of Barry Stein, and he's going to not eat limp bacon. He because why eat, would you? Right. So Mr. Jonathan says A, limp bacon. Nothing limp should go in your mouth. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> it writes itself. It does. Uh, limp bacon. Limp bacon. Going eggs. Going eggs. What's the answer? Eggs. Eggs. He doesn't eat eggs. Wow. I won't eat pancakes either, but eggs is the answer. Yeah. You won't eat pancakes because eggs are in pancakes? Yep. Wow. <laughs> it's eggs, but... And do you, do you have it, an allergy to eggs, or you just hate them? I hate eggs. Um, it's uh, My mom was the same way. Wow. Mayonnaise? And my daughter. Nope. My life is complete now. But you gotta you gotta put a little more cooking into that bacon. I'm, I don't want you getting a tape. No, you know the answer. You get this serious. I'm more overcooked. <laughs> I know things. You know the answer. Ed knew the answer. Yeah. Okay. Over to you, Barry. First, um, and the question number two is: What is the beverage of choice of Coop? A is whiskey. B is rum. C is Diet Coke. And D is Pepsi. Diet Coke. Diet Coke. I'm going Diet Coke. Mr. Jonathan. I'm gonna say Pepsi. Pepsi, what's the answer? Diet Coke. Diet Coke. So we get a point for Barry and a point for... I support him on that. There you go. Yep. That's right, because Ed Sullivan does the same thing. Yeah, much like Mike Francesa on uh, the Sportscaster, too. Okay, over to you, Ed. Question number three. I have ten questions. What is the name of Coop's first podcast? A is The Scoop with Coop. B is Prime Time. C is Stogie Geeks. And D is Cigar Jukebox, his first podcast. He's got so many things going on. Yes, he does. Uh, the Scoop with Coop, Primetime, Stogie Geeks, or Cigar Jukebox? I'm going to try the Scoop with Coop. Scoop with Coop is Ed, Mr. Jonathan. I'm going to say Primetime. Primetime. Stogie Geeks. Stogie Geeks. What is the answer? Stogie Geeks. Stogie Geeks. Uh, Tied so, Barry, we got two. a two to two, and Mr. Jonathan's yeah, sitting there with nothing. Yeah. Sometimes he wins when he has <laughs> it nothing. It does. Uh, over to you, Mr. Jonathan. What was Coop's 2021 Cigar of the Year? 2021 Cigar of the Year. Was it Rocky Patel Winter Collection, Perdomo Firecracker, The American Toro by J.C. Newman, or Macanudo? The 2021 Cigar of the Year by Perdomo Coop. Firecracker. Perdomo Firecracker. Winter, Barry? Winter Collection. Winter Collection. Winter Collection. Winter Collection. The answer is? Winter Collection. Winter Collection. Wrong, wrong answer, Coop. It should have been the Perdomo Firecracker. It got number three. Yes, it did. Yeah. Barry and Ed, three to three Good to go. zero. I'm nothing. I'm You're nothing. I'm nothing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> number five is what is Coop's tagline? Kiss my ash, A. B, rumor-free, teaser-free. C, never smoke alone. D, light them up, light them up, light them up. Put the lid end in your mouth? Yeah. That's nope. not one of them. No, it's not. It's kiss my ash, rumor-free, teaser-free, never smoke alone, or light them up, light them up, light them up. Who's that? Me, rumor-free, teaser-free. That's the one. That's what I'm going with as well. All right. Everybody, yeah. everybody gets a point on that. <laughs> you got to throw an easy one in there. Yeah. Um, okay, over to Barry. No, over hey. to Ed. 
Who is older, Coop or Dave? A, Coop. <laughs> B, Dave. <laughs> C, same year, but Coop is two months older. And D, same year, but Dave is three months older. I'm just going straight Dave on that. Yeah, I'm going Dave. Like, way Dave. I'm going to go Coop. You're going to go Coop? Yeah. What year were you born? 67. 60. Yeah. I'm seven years older. <laughs> so I'll take the point. He looks younger, though. Mr. Jonathan gets the, the yeah. point all by himself? And, no. Uh, no, Ed Sullivan Ed, gets a point as Ed well. Ed took the lead. Ed, five. Four for Barry. Two for Mr. Jonathan. Over to I got Johnny. exact on that. Don't I get two Mr. points? Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, number seven. Who is Coop's co-host on Coop's special edition? A, pigeon. <laughs> B, dog. <laughs> C, bear. D, tuna. I'm going to go with bear. 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 Bear is the answer. <laughs> All right. Point for everybody. Ed's got six points. Gary five. Mr. Jonathan, three. They got to get one wrong for you to catch up, though. All right. Number eight out of ten. Over to Barry Stein. Barry Stein. Cigar Coop is usually broadcast live from the black stage where? A, our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. B, Indian Trail, North Carolina. C, sunny Florida. And D, Providence, Rhode Island. Indian Trail. Indian Trail. North Carolina. <laughs> Indian Trail, North Carolina? <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't remember the first part. <laughs> okay. Yes. Everybody got Indian, it? Indian Trail. All right. So they're listeners, I think. I think they're listening to the show. That's what I want to see. I don't miss a show, but he might. Whiskey Miser's got a question. What is bigger, Coop's arm or Mr. J's waist? Ah. <laughs> but we won't answer that. We won't one. answer. Over um, to Ed Sullivan, question number nine. Where did Coop grow up? A, Cuba. <laughs> B, Alaska. C, South Carolina. D, New York. We'll go New York. And why? New York, baby. Coop, what's the answer? New York. New York, point for each. All right. We got one question left. We have five points for Mr. Jonathan, seven for Barry, eight for Ed Sullivan. Ed's going to not get this for you to tie him, and I don't have any uh, tiebreakers. Really? I don't. Uh, Over to Mr. Jonathan. One of the members of the Coop team is the son of a founder of what famous band? A, the Goo Goo Dolls, B, Ario Speedwagon, C, Cheap Trick, D, the Monkees. One of the members of the Coop team is the son of a founder of the famous band, the Goo Goo Dolls, Ario Speedwagon, Cheap Trick, or the Monkees. I'm going to say the the Cheap Trick. Cheap Trick. It is Cheap Trick. Is it? It's Cheap Trick. It's Cheap Trick. In fact, I missed a chance to see him in Charlotte last night uh, to be here. So, <laughs> so uh, you got some fans here for sure. Yeah. Certainly Ed Sullivan with 9 out of 10 <laughs> correct. Oof. And Barry with 8 out of 10. And Mr. Jonathan still 6 out of 10, better than 50-50. Um, but he's into this um, guru that tells him how to eat properly <laughs> and stuff. So he just hasn't uh, had time. To uh, get to what he needed to get to, but uh, super quick strength check. You yeah. brought it up earlier. What number? Two. Strength is a three. He's out of ten. Two. I got a two. Two. I got a two. They're always one. <laughs> and uh, I got news for you: the chat room is equally divided between two 
in three. Wait, there it is. So maybe it's, it's two point five. It's a mild cigar. It's a mild cigar. All right. I Everybody my- on the panel, including William Cooper, said two, and you said three after it. So you're the asshole this time, not us. I'm oh. telling the truth. Of we what said I, did. It, I don't have to write it down. We said it first, and then you're I'm not the one who just you added one. Somebody's hangry. Yeah. Eat something, <laughs> for Christ's sake. Eat oh. something. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. The, the Curse of the Dawns, cigarette crossover brands and big boutiques and some honorable mentions. We're talking about the cigar graveyard where cigars have died. We know where the bodies are buried. We got the answers right here, and we're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, Passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. 
The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Stop, Mr. And we are back. We're talking about cigars that died. May they rest in peace. Uh, old brands that uh, maybe make a comeback. Maybe they don't. We'll see how, uh, what happens. We have William Cooper, Cigar Coop, with us as a special co-host. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Join us. It's awesome. Do you eat pasta? Yeah, I do. Even though it has it, the evil egg in it? I actually eat some of the uh, alternative pastas. But I will eat regular pasta. So yeah. I'm, you know, I don't eat a lot of things yeah. myself. But I just, I, I, I just I like, I just I like eat, he gets. I, I don't eat meatball. He gets. You a, don't eat meatball without because it has egg in it. Oh, I thought it was because it was poor people food. That's I, why I, my I'm wife not allergic without, to it. But my wife makes it without the egg, it's, and, and you eat it. Yeah, I'll eat it. Yeah, so the problem is knowing that it's there. Yeah. Well, you can use milk as a binder. Ketchup? Nope. Mr. Jonathan won't eat ketchup. I don't eat ketchup. Barry eats everything. Yes. Ed will not eat any poor people food, so no, he doesn't or, want. Yeah. Yeah, and good. I don't like sushi. Ah, I wouldn't I, do sushi. I, I love sushi. I love sushi, yeah. Yeah, I don't do that either. But anyway, it's going to be an interesting lunch. Is it, all, <laughs> is it all eggs that you don't eat? All eggs. Except ostrich eggs. I mean, I won't eat a quail egg or anything like that. Fish eggs like caviar? Okay, that's roe. I call that roe. So yeah. it's, it's, I'll eat that, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. I'd never eat that. You call it something else, yeah. and it's good. All right, let's uh, light up another cigar here. Uh, and, Barry, you can tell us about what we have here. Well, today's second cigar makes its debut again on TwoGuysCigars.com on Monday at 10 a.m., and it is the Wise Man Maduro Firecracker, manufactured in Nicaragua by Foundation and United Cigars. It's a three and a half by 50, the cigar with the original fuse, Firecracker. Jesus <laughs> Christ. And Dave can't throw. Yeah. <laughs> Features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Nicaraguan Corojo grown in the Jalapa Valley with fillers from Nicaragua, Jalapa, and Esteli. 
or Hapalapa and Esteli in Nicaragua. Hapalapa? <laughs> Not to be confused with synonym. Yeah. Uh, a single will set you back eight ninety nine, while a box of twenty is one fifty nine ninety nine, which comes out to just seven ninety nine per cigar. That's a savings of almost twenty dollars or eleven percent off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. So this Monday, ten AM, log on to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. Get there early because this cigar owns the record for the quickest sellout. Ever. Six minutes. And this is the version number two. These mm. were not made when the other ones were made. This is the second version. I have not smoked it yet, but Coop, you got to it already. Uh, very good. Yeah. Very good, yeah. Mm. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigars were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. Excellence. So firecracker. Fruit Loops on the cold draw. That's the cereal. Let's see. What do you do with your, your little tail here? You leave it? I get it out of the way. Only because you said something. It's now going to bother no. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't get Fruit Loops. I'm not getting Fruit Loops. This is my second one. I got Fruit Loops on the first one. Little Fruit Loops on the second cocoa one. powder, cocoa powder earth. Are you cuckoo for cocoa puffs? Uh, no. I love Fruit Loops, <laughs> by the way. That's something I will eat for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Milk. Jonathan, no milk. Coop, Jonathan. <laughs> no milk. No milk. So Fruit Loops were what? Water or plain? Plain. Oh my! God. You know why I used to eat Fruit Loops? I saw you before <laughs> at a trade show at breakfast in the uh, that place in the hallway right what were you doing there <laughs> you were, um what do you do because I, I think it was a buffet yeah i pretty much sat there and had coffee coffee and bacon a little bacon yeah yeah uh you know what they took me to a it's funny bear took me to this place at the paris where he said you'll like breakfast you're gonna be able to get bagels and locks right okay so i ordered bagels and locks and what did they serve on the locks a little chopped up egg. Oh, God. I, uh, oh that's... <laughs> I was like... Uh, so you got, you got to go in and say, I'm allergic to eggs. Would, you know, you got to say that. Or well, something. there's going to be eggs in the bagel, too. You know, so you know what I hate such with a small amount. bagels and locks when they put capers on it? I could deal with the capers. Yeah, I'm no. not a big fan of it, but I could deal with Just the capers. Just give me the cream cheese, the locks. How about a salad, and they put some egg in the, in the salad. Yeah, so no, you, no mayo no, dressing. No carb salad. Yeah, so there'll be no um, Caesar salad for you. <laughs> nope. Very interesting. We're going to light our cigar today with the <laughs> Brawn by Lotus. The Brawn by Lotus features a su- full-size cigar rest on the top, a flip top, and four jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Very easy adjustment at the bottom, all for $49.99. That is the Brawn by Lotus. And, Mr. Jonathan, the one you have is known as the Terminator. It's oh, is it? Yes, it is. And uh, you can ask for that by name. Of, I want the Brawn, but give me the Terminator version. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get the all silver. All silver. Jonathan, the, the chat room is so mean today, I've stopped reading them out loud. Well, the Whiskey Miser wants to know if you uh, have a broke back. Did you climb a mountain? <sighs> so, if the last cigar was a two or a three, this one is a eight or a nine, right? Off the bat. Seven. Six. Really? Initial first puff on it. it. it this <coughs> will get, I, 
I said smoke Last one year. already, so I could it yeah. does get a little stronger. Yeah. 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 And you tend to like them stronger? Depends on the blend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Depends on it. All right. The Curse of the Dawns were uh, mm-hmm. a big thing that was brought up uh, during the cigar boom because even though there was a cigar boom going on, these things just never took off. And it was the cigar could be good. It didn't matter if it called itself Dawn anything. It was doomed for failure. Were they considered less premium? I don't know what it was, no. what the idea was, but here's a, here's a small list of them. Don Diego, Don Tomas, Don Julio, Don Eduardo, oh, Don man. Juan, Don Jose, Don Marco, Don Mateo, <laughs> Don Pepe, Don Elegante, and Don Gonzalez. I carried every single one of them. I know why I, the Don Juan fit. didn't make it. Why? Because people don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> I, don't I, I bought the Don Eduardo from you. Yeah. yeah. It was my name. I had to. Once. Don- one box. Yeah. Don Julio's around. It's a good cigar. Still around. It's still around. It's made by Reyes. Okay. Um, who does Zengi stuff. Um, All right. It's a good cigar. It's just very pricey. Okay. Yeah. It, it, any of the other ones? I don't think, right? Don, Don Diego was big. I think that was a Cuban brand, right? Was Don yeah. Diego a yeah. Cuban brand originally? And I think so. General was going to relaunch Don Tomas a couple of years ago, and it didn't happen. I don't know what happened. Yeah. It didn't happen. Because Don Tomas was big. Yeah. Yeah. It was a different company, and they bought that company yeah. out and did nothing with it. Yeah. Astral, remember Astral was another one? Mm-hmm. That they bought yep. Don Tomas and Astral yep. Yep. From, the, from some big company to put billions of dollars worth into the cigar industry. There were fields and tobacco, and uh, they did everything and said they're going to change the industry, and they just disappeared. That was the end of uh, what happened there. The beginning of this firecracker kind of reminds me of a a Lime Ricky. Why? I'm a fan of the Lime Ricky, but I don't get that. There's a little bit of a citric thing I get off this, yeah. Thanks. See, I've been validated. Not the raspberry lime, Ricky. Not lime. raspberry lime, Ricky. Right. This is regular lime, lime Ricky. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Coop's a nicer guy. He finds what he can agree upon with his <laughs> co-hosts, where we try to look for where we disagree. <laughs> this is the difference of the two shows. We should get more friendly and try to find what we can agree with each other on. There's so little. To, the, there well, is. The, the problem is that you, you start on me right away. You draw first blood. You go <laughs> yeah. after me when I say the Terminator. The show's five minutes in, and you got to. And then I go you, full circle and I bring it up. <laughs> I go full circle. I can't help it. Right now, it's time for the confessional brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Oh, this time it's going to be Ed Sullivan. Yeah, it was supposed to be Barry, but he came in unprepared again, That's and it. Ed Sullivan has a good Two in a row. He'll be ready next week. Well, He's pacing himself. And yes. Dave, I will say, you and I agree on many things. Yes. And this past Sunday, we went to see Tony V yes. at Fenway Park. Yes. I mean, Bill Burr was there, too, but yes. that's not why we went. No, Tony V opened 
Yeah. The first time ever at Fenway Park a comedian performed ever. This Sold is a out. trivia question that will be going on forever and ever. <laughs> Who was the first? His name is Tony V. That's right. And we did all our pre-planning. We found the right place for dinner. Yeah. All. Everything was perfect. We got there early. Yes. Around early. 6 o'clock yeah. for a 7 o'clock show. Which didn't start till 8.15. No. But we were in row 6. Yeah. And it was all folding chairs. And I was happy at first, right? Because there was enough room between the rows. So you had leg, leg room, room and people could actually get It's like get sitting by. in first class. Wow. Until you found out. You know these narrow, thin folding chairs? That's what it was, and he had me next to him. It's not going to go well. They zip-tied them together, so they're all touching. So what are we going to do? Ipso facto, you and Dave would be sitting next to each other and touching for the entire show. Cheek to cheek. I said, this isn't going to happen. There was another big guy on the other side of me. So you were the... Filling of the Oreo cookie. Yes. Right. And we were in uh, Golden seat, Oreo, seats three and four, so we were near Callback. the Denial. end of it. Yeah. And Dave and I were puzzling through, what are we going to do? We decided, well, we got to cut the zip tie. Yeah. And, and as it turns hang out. Hang on a second. Which one of you snuck a switchblade into Fenway Not Park? a switchblade. We had the Jaws by Vertigo. Serrated cutter. And boy, did that come in handy because, of course, we have a cutter and a lighter on us because we planned you're gonna on smoke in Fenway. That was the plan. But that mean security lady knew we were up to something. She was staring me down. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Looking at me, she says, you're up to something uh, or whatever. I, I tried to, to cut it. You know, it was on the right side of me and I couldn't really see it. So we had to put left-handed Dave into action. Here we go with the arthritis and everything. And I got it off. So you utilized the jaws of life. I did. There you go. <laughs> and by the end of the show, we had a foot between them. Right. <laughs> we had first class. We all had aisles. And they probably yeah. just assumed that the fat guys broke it. And they didn't That's say the anything. story we were going with. Right. That was oh, I sat I was down. All prepared. Just... What, are you gonna, what are we going to say if she comes over to him? I'm going to say, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fat. What am I going to do? Have some mercy on Do you me. See but it these did. fingers? It was awesome. It ended up being freaking great, and it was wrong. But it how was wrong great. was? I it? don't think it's that wrong. Well, let's Sullivan. see. Let's see what the dependence belongs to both of us on this. Okay, I'll yeah. take it. All right, let's see what we got. Ah, oh, geez, I don't know if that's all that bad. Try to smoke at least one All Saints St. Francis cigars this week. All right, that's, what, that's what I'll do. I, uh, I'm very impressed by your read, by the way. First time I've ever heard you pronounce your R's on words that end in R. On what? what? Cigars. On, on what? On the read for the, the commercial. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I made sure because they're paying for that. <laughs> so, yeah, good. The after show is happening right after the show And it is on Wednesday And the after show is Mistakes Happen We're going to tell you a couple of horror stories When it comes to uh, shipping of cigars And what's mm. going on out there at, uh, And maybe uh, add to that uh, I got some information here But a couple of uh, interesting stories And Coop, you're going to join us on that? Yeah Beautiful um, And upcoming shows on the Cigar Authority Next week uh, from LaGloria to E.P. Carrillo Cigars, Lisette Carrillo will join us uh, as we talk to her about her family and everything that goes along with E.P. Uh, Carrillo Cigars. Uh, the following week, what do you do with your cigar bands? So uh, we'll get into uh, cigar bands and what to do with them. And then we September call the 7th. show Getting the Band Back Together. Ah, there we go. Mm. All right. It's Sullivan's looking at that. He likes it. 
Uh, September 17 is a recap of the of Two Guys Smoke Shop's 37th anniversary that will happen just a couple days before, and we'll tell you what happened. Husto Roa is going to stick around and join us uh, live in studio for that. So uh, that's uh, things to look forward to coming up soon on the Cigar Authority. As far as uh, discontinued product that's out there, uh, cigarette crossovers, cigarettes that decided to have a cigar brand attached to it, Dunhill and Mm -hmm. Nat Sherman, and both of them are gone. And I don't think there's any other left. There's been things over the years, but... uh, that there is Davidoff. Yeah. That actually Davidoff is a unique item because Davidoff is is distributed in Europe only by Altadas, not by Davidoff themselves. Hmm. So I, I guess there's a little separation there. If, yeah. if there needs to be some separation between uh, um, the different entities, there they were once big boutique brands. Bahia. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah, Bahia was the first big, big boutique guy, Tony Bahani, um, and he paved the way for people like Rocky Patel and everybody else that went along with it. It was an unbelievable product. Costa Rica, by the way, um, yeah. that brand. I, I saw a box of them in your humidor we this go. morning. I mean, you yeah. still got he, some. I do. He was a monster when I got into this. Yeah. Yeah. Don Douglas, who was making unbelievable cigars uh, in Costa Rica. I don't know whatever happened to either of them. Uh, Puros Indios, we talked a little, little about um, um, the other brand, Cubaliados. Uh, the real brand was Puros Indios, which was the uh, ones in the cigar store, and they had a bundle called Roly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you told me we will see Puros Indios. We will. I was told that at the trade show. Okay. Yep. All right, so that's good. Do you, do you know of Morin Baudet? Did you ever hear of that? No. <laughs> Me and Ed Sullivan know this brand well. Very, very good cigar. Unbelievable. This was the, instead of a band, they had a sticker circle that they would apply to the tobacco itself so that if you took that off, you couldn't reband another cigar. Was it always took the wrapper it off with did. it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it was but, made in Miami. But then you suggested to them, and I think they did do it. They started stickering the cap. Yep, the cap. Um, unbelievable brand. I, I remember actually going to Miami with Steve Saka, who was my customer at the time, and visiting the, the folks at Moore and Baudet and Sharon, trying to get Sharon Moore, Sharon Moore, trying to get more cigars out of them. Um, and they were one of the early indicators of. Um, the wrapper tobacco being in the wine barrels or the mm. liquor barrels at the time. Um, great cigar. I think they moved to India. There was talk of it. Yeah. I don't know if it ever really yeah. happened. Um, Santa Rosa, which was a local brand up here that was big. Those were the really dark ones. I've heard of that one. Yes. Yeah. Professor Sila. Mm. Professor Sila, I knew that I knew him very, very well, and um, they were out of Massachusetts, and um, that was big during the cigar boom. El Rico Habano, mm-hmm. do you remember that at all? Yes, La Gloria Cubana. That El- was their full body. El Rico went through J and R for a while. Okay, I think it's still maybe distributed right. through J R. 
So that was uh, Ernesto Carrillo's mm-hmm. full-bodied cigar that only the hardcore guys. Glory Cubana was considered a, a full-bodied this cigar. Is, yeah. And then El Rico Habano was like yeah. blow your head off type of strength. But in today's... Be, oh, you come in at medium now. Right, right. Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be yeah, probably six or seven. Juan Clemente, which we spent a long time trying, <laughs> trying to remember. To remember. Juan Clemente, do you recall that at all? That one I don't recall. He was the first one to put a footband on a cigar. Okay. Only a footband. And Juan Clemente and the, and the J went out of, mm-hmm. of the footband. And um, that was looked upon as a, a high-end premium cigar back in the day. Uh, he passed away. And uh, he might have sold that brand to uh, um, La Galera mm. also. Interesting. Um, and was that part of Indian Head? Yes. Okay. Yeah, probably. Then he, he probably has it. He's got some. A lot of brands. Yeah. He has a oh, lot, yeah. lot of brands oh, yeah. out there. And Via Havana, Testarossa, Spirit of Art, Cuba Rica. Remember having all those brands. I saw him at the trade show, and he said, next year we're coming back. Hmm. So They were good cigars. Yes. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. The Cuba Ricas were good. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, yeah. you remember, I don't know if it's still around, Havana Sunrise? Yes. That I do was, remember that. Yeah. It was a good cigar back in the day. I'm trying to remember who was the person that made that because they're still in the cigar business mm. now. I mean, they might be uh, really. Um, Were they with Bahama Mamas? N- no, I don't think okay. so. I'm thinking of something else then. Yeah. Bahama Mama was Dominican, and that was sold off to General Felix Cigar. Esseline made Havana Sunrise? Yeah, yeah, that's, so, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. So, who is he? What is he connected to? There's some sort of connection there with the, with the cigar that's out today. That's because somebody said to me, oh, those are the people from Havana Sunrise, if you remember them. And I said, oh, my God. But I can't, I can't remember. Ted Hughes says, what was the name of the brand that Dave was sleeping with the owner's wife? Puros Indians. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, uh, never he was not sleeping with anybody. Yes. <laughs> but that was Puros Indians. <laughs> That was that was the craziest thing ever. Okay, so we're smoking a firecracker. This is the Wise Man Firecracker. We'll call it edition number two, right? Mm-hmm. Any difference between edition well, one? Coop thought edition. it was a little stronger earlier. <coughs> um, I, I got to yeah. say, I, I agree with Mr. Johns on this Lime Ricky thing. I can't get it out of my head, but but he's, he, I think he's on to something. He does it. that sometimes. Yeah. I, Sometimes somebody says something and you can't get it out. Yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a little further on than you are, Coop, and uh, it's starting to transition and it's getting a little bit less citrusy and it's mm-hmm. starting to sweeten up a bit and almost bring on a chocolatey type flavor. Mm-hmm. I'm about a quarter of the way, it, almost halfway. In. What's unique about this is this is a rounded format for this blend, mm-hmm. which the rest of the line, it's the regular box. Line, is box. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And I like it in the round a lot. Well, Monday it goes on sale, right? Monday, 10 a.m. It'll be right on the rotator. For those of you on MeWe, I'll share a direct uh, direct link about 10 minutes prior. Okay. Uh, and speaking of uh, the social media things, we're, we're getting really pushed back on YouTube? No more so than usual. Okay. All right. There's been talk. You, see you any- just have to sign in to YouTube now to use right. that. To yeah. see the videos. Okay. It's been like that for two months now. Yeah. yeah. All right. You seeing anything of being pushed back? Of your, your We've been lucky, but we've also been very careful. Our videos have always been age-restricted mm-hmm. from day one. 
it does hurt on the hits when you do that, but we yeah. got to take the set. We don't want to be wiped out. And we've also been really careful about putting links in our videos. Um, so, we, like I said, we've been lucky. I, 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 we're going to get hit at some point. Um, we, we got hit with something that was totally unrelated to cigars once, but we, we won the appeal. But our time's going to come. It, mm-hmm. It's only a matter of time, unfortunately. So do you have any, uh, do you have any backup of, um, like, we're, Odyssey. Odyssey or any any play, yeah. Odyssey and Rumble, yeah, um, yeah. So we, we, so put them there, and if uh, yeah, the, uh, the day the shit hits the fan, right? Yeah, we have Podbean. Podbean's been pretty, you know, they're they're cooperative. They're not gonna. They're not gonna do it. anything. Yeah, I mean, we're more of a Podbean's our main platform. We're more of a download show anyway. Yeah, I still. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, but people do like watching this thing on on the social media platforms. And I tell people, look, if you want this show to these shows are going, you got to support these other platforms. Just just click on the Rumbles or the Odysseys and start watching it there because they are at least not giving us a problem right now. Right. Yeah. And, and at least do it and set it up because there's going to be the day that it just clicks. There's going to be it's Black gonna be Friday someday. Boom. Yeah. Okay, that's it. We're yeah. Out. yeah. Uh, Ted Hughes says to encourage his daughter to eat, he, show, he showed her a picture of Mr. J and told her there are people starving in New Hampshire. All right. All right. That's good. <laughs> I like the one five down from that. <laughs> They love to do this. When Mr. Shit. J puts on his high heels, he becomes trans slender. <laughs> There's enough of this hate thing. We have to support. Yeah. And, and uh, our audience is very supportive. Yeah. I feel supported. All right. All right. Not. Let's take a break. When we come back, I have some honorable mentions from the graveyard of dead brands. We also have letters in the mailbox, a prize to give away. We are live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. 
The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nick Aragua from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Yeah, you are. And we're back and we're smoking the Wise Man Firecracker that will be released Monday morning and talking about the cigar graveyard of brands of the past. Uh, welcome back. We have Cigar Coop from uh, William Cooper from Cigar Coop uh, back with us, and uh, we'll have him on the after show. I gotta also. say, I gotta say, thanks for joining us today. Well, the, the it's it's such a relief having somebody that gets the flavor notes, and even if you don't agree with me all the time, that's totally fine. Right. But you understand that part of the culture, and you you take part in it. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, this is, you know, what we do is subjective. And I think in the end, uh, it's going to come down to individual preferences. And uh, I tell people, you don't have to come up with the crazy flavor notes unless that's something that comes to you easily. Yeah. There's so many manufacturers that say, oh, I taste this tobacco, I taste this tobacco. But they don't get into, well, this tobacco is chocolatey. The uh, regular consumer doesn't care that, by and large, the uh, Mexican San Andreas, when it is darker, when it ferments Maduro, that it has a chocolatey component to it. They, they only care about the chocolatey. They don't care that it's Mexican San Andreas, they, I think. They, yeah, I think to, to some extent they do. I think there's, there is a group of geeky folks I think they do, but but yeah, I think for the most part, um, if we don't say it sometimes, people are wondering, well, are you tasting anything off of it? It's kind of, so it's kind of a double-edged sword I look at it as. Very, very interesting. Um, okay, going over uh, some dead brands, uh, Havana Blend. You remember Havana Blend at all? Havana yes. Blend, right on the box, used to say a percentage of real Cuban tobacco aged from the 1959 crop. It was a mixed fill cigar. We sold a shitload of it in its day. They were pricey, too, yeah. right? Yeah, maybe three, four dollars or something, but for a mixed fill cigar, it was a lot of money. And um, 
Apparently, they ran out of 1959 tobacco because it, it went away. But uh, Eric Newman was telling me, yeah, they had a salt shaker with the tobacco <laughs> in it, and they sprinkled it he, over the he's thing. He's got that bill in the factory yes, of, of, does, the 19, yeah. yes, yeah, of the 1959, yeah. F.D. Graves, Moneymaker. Um, these were mm-hmm. all Connecticut tobacco. Uh, it, it all went away. And uh, the last one standing, I think, is Topper. Is the last uh, guy standing. I, I like Topper a lot. Yeah, Chris Topper. I like good, good guy. man. Yep. Uh, Monte Cruz. Monte Cruz was a brand from the Canary Islands that was made actually yeah. to go up against Monte Cristo. I remember that one. Yep. Ramona Lones. Ramona Lones, Cuban cigar brand that was in the U.S., and it was Potagus. Well, and AJ's got it now. Yes. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. AJ actually has has the rights to distribute it. You, yeah. He makes it and distributes it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But General still owns the. Trademark to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The old Cuban brand. At the time, and I was pretty tight with Edgar Cullman, who owned General Cigar at the time, Ramona Lones and Potagas were the same exact cigar, mm-hmm. and they had two different brands out there, much like Huey de Monterey and Punch mm-hmm. uh, from Villazon was the same cigar. Temple Hall. Temple Hall was uh, a, a competitor to yep. Macanudo. They tried to bring that back, General, and it was like on the market for less than a year. Oh, boy. All right. This was about four or five years ago. They tried to bring it back, and it failed again. Cabanas was the original first Cuban cigar brand ever made as a brand. Uh, It was sold sold during the cigar boom and stopped. I believe Altada still owns the trademark to that. They should bring that brand back. Back. It's historical. JR has it. You really? And Pepin's making it for them. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yep. That's why I'm glad you're here. Yep. Because these guys are no help at all. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. How about Felipe Gregorio? He's still around. He is still around. He's still around. He like, yeah, he's still around. I don't think he's totally gone, but a lot of the cigars he's done over the years have certainly hit the graveyard. Mm. I used to smoke a lot of his stuff. During the boom, he was making really nice cigars and yeah. getting a lot of attention. Yeah. And, and the boom ended, and he didn't go out of business. Still there. He tried to go to Costa Rica for a while. He did a few blends out of there, but then just kind of faded again. Uh, yeah. Um, George Hamilton. Mm. George Hamilton cigars. The super tan guy? I remember guy? those. Yes. I remember those. So, uh, Were they Maduro? It, it was an H. Upman controlled brand. Yeah. And George Hamilton, again, every celebrity yeah. would end up doing it, but this one looked like it had legs there for a long time. Did they use beta carotene and color the wrapper so it was no, orange? No. Yeah, Cigar- there was a weird growth just below the head. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Craig, you know, Scott yes, Craig? Sure. he has an interview with George Hamilton going way back. Yeah. It's still on the Cigar Craig blog uh, wow. out there. He was at the trade show. I yeah, remember being there. I haven't seen him in a while, yeah. yeah. Uh, XL for men. Remember that brand? Raphael Nodell. Yes, yes. It was the bell. You got that. It was part of Oliveris' line, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Ahead of its time. It was. There were some big ring gauge cigars there. Ahead of its time. He was doing a lot of stuff ahead of its time, Raphael. Yeah. And uh, and I know this made a semi-comeback very, very short. uh, Was Alec Bradley Trilogy. A triangle cigar. Yeah, they brought it back last summer. Yeah. But gone again. I don't think it's done well at all. I think it's a limited production. Okay. All right. Um, boy, some of these things, I mean, they, that were so big at its time, and then to, to drop off like they yeah. did is, yeah. uh, they is amazing a, to they me. They made a mistake with that one. They didn't press it as hard as a triangle as it used to be. Mm-hmm. It, it actually, because I had some of them, it kind of unpressed pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. yeah it, so it decompressed. But uh, Aaron Loomis, my co-host, loved, the, and he hates every cigar, loved the Corojo. 
Yeah. Of trilogy, of trilogy, he hates everything. That, yeah, yeah. yeah we, yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I see some of the some of the ra- well, the ratings. I mean, the crazy numbers of uh, I, all this time. I still don't have it straight. But we, no. well, it's, it's we a, kid him about it. Though. Yeah. Uh, okay, time to, for a prize to get give, given away here. All right. This week's email of the week is brought to you by the folks at Aging Room Cigars, and they're giving away an ashtray, a lighter, a butterfly cutter, and just in case you run out of butane, a box of matches. Unfortunately, no lotion will be given away. No lotion. This week. There we go. Christopher writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Two outstanding questions from last week's show. Good afternoon, authorities. Let's get right to it. Number one, does Dave wear the disgusting street-worn slippers that may have been dragged (laughs) through manure at the garden center back in the house when he gets home? Yes. I only (laughs) did this once, but yes. (laughs) In theory, would the fried chicken stand at the J.C. Newman factory in Tampa have fried chickens with bones or Mr. Jonathan's weak-ass boneless chicken cutlets? Feel free to discuss for another five episodes. Just curious. <laughs> Hoop is a chicken cutlet, chicken parmesan. Is that fried chicken? A, a chicken parmesan? Yeah. It's fried, yeah. You fry it. But would you say... I, I, fried, no, it's not, you can't it, argue. It, he already it, said, it, yes, it's it fried not, chicken. It, but it's not like... Fried chicken, a.k.a. Kentucky fried chicken. Right. But if you ordered fried well, chicken and somebody brought you chicken parmesan, would you have a problem with that? You ordered it's fried different. chicken. It's different. It's different. I'm sorry. It's different on that one. And that's the scoop with Coop. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry on that one. <laughs> following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. How does it go? Dave? This email is mainly for you, but Mr. J can answer, I guess, if he's too busy dancing with heels. I mean, men. Or Barry, blazing snow and Soko. High five. (laughs) What is your protocol for your workers as far as smoking cigars on duty? We encourage it. Obviously, you want them to be smoking and sharing their knowledge, but how does it work as far as charging them for the cigars they smoke? Do you offer Looking employee for a job? discounts? Yes, we do. Would you like a job? <laughs> I saw on your job you actually advertised you could smoke. Yes. Yes, I actually saw that job thing you had. Uh, do they get X number of free cigars? No. I asked my local brick and mortar, and they get one free cigar for the shift, and then others are 50% off. Just wanted to see how well, you do it. Well, reps give them cigars yeah. and uh, do the right thing. But it all st- we, we used to do it completely free, and then when the FDA came and says you're not allowed to give away free cigars, became the whole problem of, okay, we got to track these things. It has to be rung up a certain way, and that, that began that. Uh, furthermore, let's make a deal for the rest of the Cigar Authority Lanceros. I, <laughs> I will be you. With the hammer and sickle cigars, and buy the entire stock. Okay. If you please stop talking about it. I will. I will. I can sweeten the deal with a few cases of Manhattan special ah! cases. <laughs> Keep up the great work, everyone. Uh, Dave, contact me, Rob from New York. I wonder if it was not Joey Ricabono and it was Rob from New York, because we had a couple of guys come in from New York, and maybe you got the two confused. Is I asked saying, you what his name was, and you told me. So I didn't get anything confused. I asked you. All right. What, well, uh, there were two guys from New York, so he's referencing Manhattan special cases. I don't know. Whoever gave it to us, thank you. And I even gave a bottle to my mother, and she loved it. So uh, bringing some home tonight. Coop, the chat room says it's ironic that somebody nicknamed Coop doesn't like eggs. Oh, chicken <laughs> coop with eggs. That's how, that, it's funny. That's how the name actually came. I had <coughs> birds like nesting is what happened in a porch. That's how the name came. Yeah, but no, it's there's an irony to that. There we go. 
So now we have the third and the last one. We have to pick one of these three, which is the best to win the prize. And Jeff writes through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. Mr. J, well, you've read several of my emails during the question of the week and email of the week segments of the Cigar Authority. I am still patiently hoping to win a fabulous prize package that may or may not include lotion. Well, this week it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost out to emotion and heartstrings. Someone's kid drew a picture, some other guy <laughs> becoming a father for the first time. But since I have had ISTJ personally, you can ask Myers or Briggs about that. Emotion means diddly. I don't know what any of that is. Last week, the threat of violence against my favorite co-hosts and guests on the Barbecue Central show was just too much to handle. And now I'm going to have to up my email game. This September will mark five years since I lost my father at the early age of 72. He loved the outdoors, hunting deer, ducks, and ruffled grouse, uh, fishing for a walleye. One of my favorite pictures of our last duck hunt was him standing on the boat enjoying a morning cigar. In full transparency, it was a gas station cigar, but I hadn't start, started my premium cigar journey yet, so these seemed just fine at the time. Dad turned 72 three days before he passed away. That birthday evening in his hospital room, my brother and I brought in some whiskey, club soda, and crushed ice, and the nurses gave us the okay to do so, so we could have our last round of drinks together. This included three bottles of Canadian whiskey and new glasses, not consumed all at once. Every year since my brother and I recreate the event, including pouring an extra glass for Dad with a bit from each of the three bottles in each drink, it's pretty special. This year, since my brother and I are into cigars, we're adding cigars to the celebration. Nothing extravagant, but with a premium cigar brand dad would have recognized while we didn't smoke any good cigars together he's often with me on the porch or deck while i'm enjoying them do any of you have any rituals to remember family and friends that have passed very nice All right. yeah. so we gotta let him win and send him an ashtray and a cutter and lighter yes. for the, the ceremony absolutely absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. coop you lost your dad this year yeah we it was very uh yeah it was a hard thing but Tough. we did my dad um i think i was telling you before he was my biggest cheerleader, yeah. and he loved automobiles. Uh, and we smoked uh, CAO flatheads in in honor because he just you know that was that was his uh, yeah. cars were his thing. We had we had it at the memorial. We had uh, the cigars, and people nice. would really enjoy it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost his dad at seventy two, and that's when I lost my dad too. So uh, you know we do uh, an annual father and son cigar dinner. We do every year. That's beautiful, and uh, it is fantastic. Uh, because you don't know until he's gone. You know, you you love them beforehand, yeah. but it, it's the after effect that, you know, the yeah. missing part of you, yeah. right? Yeah, so. I talked to uh, Nelson and Fabio at the trade show, and they were telling me about the dinner, and it was yeah, it was very special. All right, so I apologize in advance, but Barry's up next, and uh, it's usually uh, something horrible. So right now it's time to take a peek <laughs> into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> And two summer staples, hot dogs and popsicles, are coming together. This is not going to be good. Do I have your attention, <laughs> Mr. J? <laughs> Oscar Mayer is selling its first ever cold dog, a frozen pop that tastes like the brand's wiener that allegedly boasts refreshing notes that is smoky with a touch of umami. 
It's not a nationwide release, however. The Cold Dog is only available in Long Beach, New York City, New Orleans, and Alpharetta. Which, by the way, top four per capita of gay men. Really? Yes. I was like, why Alpharetta? But alas. Uh, How do you know this? I looked it up. Okay. <laughs> but alas, if it only had notes of Chinese pea pods, then it would be Jonathan's meat stick of his dreams. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. We don't even ask him. I don't need hot to dogs. Ask him. But it's not a hot dog. It's a lollipop. It's yeah, a, I don't need that uh, either. Not a lollipop. It's a popsicle. Popsicle. Cinnamon Chinese pea pods. That's what this is. You wouldn't eat it. No. Popsicle? No. no. Dave, would, would you eat it? You ate that pickle pop. I ate the pickle pop. I'd eat it. I'd eat it. Yeah. I'll try it. It's not really a hot dog, right? It's not a partial hot dog, is it? No. No. It's, it just has the essence of lips and assholes in it. Okay. <laughs> Coop, you like a hot dog? I like hot dogs. I love them. I love hot dogs, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. He'll eat a hot dog, not an egg. Not right. a hot dog. Put right. mustard and onions on the hot dog, or do you just... Mustard, onion. You know, I like the New York Sabret red sauce, too. Really good. No that, ketchup. Would, that would be ketchup, the red sauce. That's not ketchup. <laughs> that is not ketchup. The way it's, a, it's, a, it's a thin, a vinegar-based red what, sauce is what it is. What are they do, sounds, talking to Rhode Island sounds thing? exactly like wieners ketchup, Wieners or whatever way. they are in Rhode Island? Yeah, I mean, I'm not as big a fan as yeah. the wieners, yeah, but that's a Rhode Island thing, Rhode Island the, wieners. The red ones, right? Rhode yes. Island reds. Yeah. yeah, I've never had it, but... I'm you know, I love, a, sure Chica- I love like a Chicago it. dog. They're really good. Mm. Me and uh, me and Ed went down to Chicago. We did the Chicago beef. That was a mess. Yeah, it's yeah. My God, was that a mess? And then we did the the pizza deep dish, and we were unhappy with that well, too. Did you you went to like the big corn based corn meal based pizza? That's how they do it. Yeah, so it's, the, it's, it's sa- very different. It's a very yeah. Sabert's red sauce is basically ketchup with onions. Wow, I like yeah. it then. I thought it was a vinegar based yeah. thing. Dave, well, we're ketchup more is vinegar-based. Vinegar there you go. You got me on that one. A fan of the Detroit-style Detroit pan pizza. pizza. Detroit pan pizza. You know, you got the Frank Peppies, I love the tomato yes. pie. Yes. Oh, their tomato pie is the best. Great. Yep. All right. Let's get to it. The Classic Three-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as $2.99 for the Corona and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. Light. The Classic Maduro is bold but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes. Classic cigars, the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. You know what I like about that commercial? It's not a knockoff. It's a real knockoff. Real knockoff. Cuban cigars. I'm thinking this as you're clicking all the buttons. On on the Cigar Coop show, he is also his own producer. He's got to do it all. Which is very, very tough, right? It's tough, but we don't have nearly the level of production that you guys have either. So, um, 
you, but you're zooming people in, and if things happen, you you have to be thinking while oh, this is happening, and people get knocked off, and yeah. oh my god. I've tried to get two of my sons to be producers, and they refuse to because they don't want to work with me. So. There we go. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. I have a daughter um, like that. Yeah. Maybe if you cut back to two hours, like if Dave was doing three or four, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did Tony V say on, on uh, when he was doing the comedy thing? His daughter. There was a joke he said about um, my my daughter doesn't. Do you oh, the the girl looking one. Uh, yeah, I forget. Whatever would have been good, but I don't have it. All right, this is uh, the closest without going over. Mister Jonathan is our champion with zero points. <laughs> hey, what rules are rules. He won with zero points because they tied. Oh, so there, there wasn't a winner. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so... Uh, Coop, Coop's taking my place. Coop's today. taking our place, but if you need help, you can look Phone over there. Like yeah. <clears throat> so the first question is, Walt Disney's Mary Poppins was directed by Robert Stevenson, starring Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, premiered in Los Angeles today. What year was that? And little known fact that Dick Van Dyke wasn't his real name. It's Penis Van Lesbian. <laughs> so Penis Van born. Lesbian. Um... <laughs> 1942. 1942, he says. What year was that? Mary Poppins. Me? You. 1961. 61. 51. A little later than 61, but Coop's got it. 64, and Coop's got the point right off the bat, and that's how it's done. What's going to be great about this is if he wins, I'm still the champion. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm hoping for him. I have four questions, by the way, and four tiebreakers if needed. Over to Barry Stein. WWF Super Slam Ultimate Warrior beats Rick Rude. Today, ravishing Rick Rude. So you got to think back in time when wrestling. We, we, we wrestling fan at all? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So this was SummerSlam. Ultimate Warrior Bix beats Rick Rude. What year was that? Barry Stein. It would be William Cooper going uh, first. But. Uh, oh, it's uh, William Cooper. Yeah. Go ahead. 1989. 1989. He says. 84. 84. I think they're over 79. 79. 89 will take it. It's 1990. Coop with two points. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. And, Coop, I don't know if you remember, the first time I was ever interviewed by you, it was on um, the show in Rhode Island. Yep, Stogie Geeks. Yep. Stogie Geeks. And I got on, and you said, I have a trivia for you. And you asked me all cigar trivia questions, like 20 cigar trivia questions. Like, oh, my God, I've been set up. And I ended up doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, very good, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Okay, over to you, Barry. Another wrestling question. Sergeant Slaughter, American professional wrestler, was born in Minnesota today. Sergeant Slaughter, born in Minnesota today. What year? Uh, Let's do the math here really quick, even though it's not going to help me. I'm going to go 1946. 46, he says. 1940. 40. 1947. 47 was so close, it's 48. Everybody. No, William no, gets it. Coop oh, gets it. Coop he's not over. It. He's no, under. under. He's That's under. it, 47. It's three to nothing to nothing. And I am still the champion. Nope, yeah. you got another question to go. You got another question. I'm still the champion. Two yes. points if you get it exact. Uh, yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Oh, no, he's, he's winning. Doing. All right, I got a good one, though. Mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> the movie Paul Peter. Rubens. American comic actor, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, was born in New York today. What year? That is Coop. That's Nin- me. Uh, oh, you? Yeah, 1961. 
59. Somebody has two points. I was saying somebody's going to get two points. Coop, shut out, five to zero to zero. Oh, my God. You studied, didn't you? Coop? I didn't. I had no idea he was even coming on. Thank you for helping me maintain my title. No problem. I transfer it yet. I appreciate that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, uh, boy, the time flew. We went over again, but what are we going to do? We have him here. Why why wouldn't we we go over? Uh, Final thoughts here on the uh, Wise Man Firecracker edition number two. Goes on sale Monday. What do you think? The, the the normal thing that happens when you get to a cigar this low, regardless of how long it was, is you start to detect ammonia, and there is none. This is not only well-aged tobacco, but he did it right. He put the cigars aside for the right amount of time. It's clean. There is some spice that you expect from a firecracker. This transitions. It's very good. I, I, this is, in my opinion, this is better than his first run. Wow. Whew. Okay, sounded good. I should stop right there, but William Cooper? This is fantastic. Um, it's, like I said, still giving me sweetness in this like late stage of the cigar. I'm not getting the ammonia. I'm not getting any harshness on this. Uh, to quote my colleague Aaron Nielsen, buy a box. This is really good. Would you fight Chuck uh, yeah. Norrison? Uh, Chuck uh, it. It's a little small is the problem. <laughs> I just wish it was a little bigger. Uh, but you can always well, you do. Now that's you what, buy a wise man. That's, that's the what big she wise said. Man. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, Ed David, Sullivan? Yeah. He, he won't fight Chuck Norris, but Chuck Morrison? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up your yeah. alley. Yeah. Too I'll, strong for me. I'll be buying multiple boxes. Yes. Whatever I can get away with. All right. Legendary comedian Tony V is already in for two boxes. He texted me this morning. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right, that is it. We're going to do it on the after show, though. We're going to hang on to Coop for a little while. But next week, Lisette Perez Carrillo is the daughter of Ernesto Perez Carrillo, and she has been in the cigar industry her whole life. She joins us to talk about how she started and where E.P. Carrillo is going. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, thanks to William Cooper, you might have learned something today, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.